Echo Bravo Delta. Mm-hmm. Somewhere Charlie in there. I don't know. It is so our echo chamber. I, I had salad. a salad with grilled chicken. Mm, your diet's much better than mine. Well, not always. It's just uh, probably going to have mm. some garbage for supper based on the way that I see today going. We typically eat a, at a burger joint in the afternoon on Thursdays because of uh, some of my kids' activities end near this place, and that tends to be a family place to go grab a bite. So I thought, well, I'm going to have that kind of stuff. So I will hit up uh, a little roughage ahead of time. Have I been there with you before? To the family dining place? Yes, you have. To the uh, roughage center. It's commonly known as McAllister's. Which they do make a fine salad. We have two of those here. One of which moved into New Digs. It was an ex. It was a fancy restaurant. It moved into, and uh, I haven't been to there yet. It's McAllister's. You don't have it in your area as a sandwich shop, kind of a soup and salad upper. sandwich. Yeah, it's more of an upper echelon, I guess, for fast food sandwiches. And oh it moved yeah. Moved into a full. Um, what was a fancy restaurant in this area. Uh, that didn't quite make it a full restaurant, and it moved in there, and it seems a little too fancy for McAllister's, but, I mean, I guess you are what you uh, dress for success, <laughs> so maybe they're trying to dress for better things. I will say, I'm a proud's not the right word to use here, but pleased, I guess, with what happened here, because... As uh, cities and towns go, when your businesses upgrade and get new digs, as you say, the uh, CVS Pharmacy had previously been in this building, and they vacated to start off with a brand new location, so forth and so on. And those things usually sit empty, and it's just yeah. an eyesore to the town. But in this case, they uh, sub, you know, redid the building, subdivided it up, and there's, I think, four businesses that occupy what was that one space now. Which means the parking is horrific, because there's not enough parking for all that's there, but such is life. <sighs> well, enough with our actual diets. How would you say your mental diet is? Mm, sometimes good, sometimes better. I try to avoid... <clears throat> too much of a bad mental diet for the consequences. You don't have uh, a lot of fast food mental diet? Um, I think we should explain some of our metaphors so that we both have a good understanding of what we mean. I, I have what I call... I my, don't know if I know. I just <clears throat> My desserts. I just don't have a diverse one. So I have my desserts, which I think are... Uh, sweets tend to be easily... Um, not digested the right word, but easily pleasing to most. Sweets is... Uh, Part of the tongue that most people have. I mean, there there are people who say they don't like sweets, and I think that's because they're very sensitive tasters. That's at least my mm-hmm. theory on that. Um, it's just too overwhelming for them. But everybody I know likes something sweet in some form or fashion. Like these people that I'm thinking of that, quote, don't eat sweets, when they order tea, it will be sweet tea. So it's not clearly that they're averse to uh, cane sugar or anything. You could maybe say that the sugars and the sweets, desserts, would be easy to eat things, to be easy to ingest things mentally, like... um, Nothing difficult. 
Like we're talking like about a, podcasts or books or, or news yeah. or shows or movie, whatever version of media, read, listened to, or watched, right? All whatever, encompassing. Yes, whatever you uh, look through your eyeballs or hear through your ears and whatever you do, the input into your brain, consider your mental diet. Anything you mentally chew on, whether it's just for pleasure or for work or for uh life what do you ingest to uh feed that brain of yours i think a lot of people just eat a lot of desserts they don't ever try anything more like i know a lot of people who are and you know i know a lot of people who are avid readers and all that means is they read a lot and i know people who all they read are these i don't know what the word is it's just a the, the romance novels, it's, mm-hmm. you know, like Fifty Shades of Grey type novels. Uh, I don't think is smut the right word, or is that a type of? Mm, I'm not sure what the word is we're looking for here. Yeah, but it, that's all they read. They won't. They won't um, try anything else. It's just that what, it's what they read is what they do. They don't. Uh, they don't diversify their their uh, palate. And I think it's important to have a diverse mental diet. I think you should try to listen to different types of podcasts. Maybe instead of just constantly listening to uh, Spotify on your one channel, like, you know, maybe put some diversity in there. Maybe listen to a podcast. Maybe listen to some uh, some news or something. Maybe watch something on YouTube that's not necessarily uh, demolition ranch blowing up toilet seats, you know, maybe watch how was, you know, how do I get my sugar? Where does it come from? Or Just, maybe how the toilet you know, seat was made. Yourself. Yeah. Something like that. So exactly. you could even take a exactly. spin on maybe your desserts. Desserts are the things that require less brain power and, or are your favorites. Was that safe to say for a definition? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And more diverse things or more complex things, you kind of stabbing at things that you that leave you thinking something that does not give you all the answers. So educate yourself about something. Right. It's going to be something not in your wheelhouse by either work or hobby. So it's all brand new information. So you're going to get the one on one, you know, the all four levels going through the college courses of the whatever hour, 45 minutes or two hours you're consuming and kind of go from the ground level up with whatever that topic is. And you may find that it makes, it gives you pleasure in different ways. Like I remember in school, the feeling you would get when you're going through doing calculus homework or any type of math or whatever made you really turn the Ram up in your mind. And yeah, it's exhausting after a while, but you know, sometimes you like, man, it really feels good to exercise your mind to, 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 and to listen to things that, you know, when you're learning, I think it's good rather than just to watch Looney Tunes. Constantly. I think you can get that, that same uh, mathematical mind from listening to something or reading something that is a mystery. Yeah. I, I think if, if your regular reading pattern weren't to vary, I think you could have a kind of a boring, what appeared to outside in, a boring reading habit. But if it's one that, requires some amount of uh, stimulus in the mind, solving a mystery, or you're trying to figure it out maybe before the detective does. I think that serves its purpose as being diverse because, all, you know, 
uh, it's unlikely that every murder or mystery from one novel to the next, they're none, none of the same. Yes, there's a good guy, there's a bad guy, and there's clues, and somebody's trying to solve those. But every show that you watch, everybody likes to take their own twist at that. So that would be a more forward way of having a similar diet. Cause I think you could, you could make your regular diet. Your dessert could be the, uh, how stuff's made kind of thing. Yeah. Just don't sit around. I think there, I know too many people who are pretty close to me that either all they ingest is either the Kardashians and that's it. And maybe listen to the radio, like pop music on their way to work, come home and turn on, garbage uh what i call garbage i know it's entertaining to people but reality shows which have no meaning or anything and that's it and i also know people some older boomers as they say um that all they want to do is watch fox news and it's like maybe just turn that off and maybe you turn on youtube and and watch something about how the great lakes were formed or i don't know you might find it interesting maybe it's a nice diversion you need, to, you need to exercise different parts of your mind to keep it active. Maybe people who all they want to do is read those romance novels. Maybe do a crossword puzzle or, or maybe read something different like some fantasy or some sci-fi or maybe a um a war story. You might find that you like it. Uh, what's that excellent one you and I both like? Um, the Survivor Unbroken? The track athlete. Yes, Unbroken. Fantastic. Maybe try something like that. And nowadays you can even listen to Audible. And I think that that's why it maybe doesn't exercise your brain as much as reading the words, listening to Audible, um, I think is, is an acceptable thing to do. Great question. That's a fantastic book, Unbroken. Man. That, that had. You gotta, have, you gotta uh, be that a little idea. strong and ready for it. Yeah, it's got some points that will break your will uh, or attempt to break his in the story. There are people I have sometimes in a crossing discussion where they will view listening to things not to be equivalent as the reading them. I think you and I might have even touched on that once. I do think it's going to take more brain power to read and maybe even have kind of the mind's eye. But still, if you're just having the book read to you, no one is affording you illustrations. It's just the words on the page are coming aloud. So you still have to kind of uh, create, if you will, whatever the story is, the setting and all these things Mm -hmm. in your mind's eye. I don't know if there is a real difference between those two things and if it's of any consequence. I hope not, because... Out of time and my way I choose to live my life, I don't afford myself a large chunk of reading time. Do you, do you still read a lot? I, man, I, um, how many years has it been since Game of Thrones was on HBO? Has it been, has it been 10 years or it was seven seasons? So I don't, I, in that the last realm. time I, somewhere in that, realm. yes, the, I read the books before the TV show and those were about the last paper books i think i've put my eyeballs on and read um i don't think i've read because because once that started um i've just i got a hold of audible um and listen that way and you know not even paper books i um i did read some of those paper and i did read some of them e-reader which i don't know if there's a whole lot of difference in e-reader and paper books i mean other than the tactile thing where we're talking about like exercising your mind i would say it's been that long so probably 10-ish years uh 
since I've actually trying to think read a bit. Well, that's not true. I read The Martian on an airplane uh, flight. So, I mean, I don't do it regularly. Usually I listen, listen um, to Audible like you do. April 17th, 2011. First airing. <laughs> no, to the day. Well, I. Oh, it was the first engine. airing. I thought you were saying the last time you read a book. No, 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 no. Yeah, that was the first airing for Game of Thrones. Wow. I was just giving you a throwback. So it's been date. a while. Yeah. Yeah. So there was some time in there. The Martian's the movie with, um, what's his name? Matt Damon. Uh, yeah, Matt Damon. Um, I read the book before, before it was a movie on an airplane. It was, you know how they have those books. They, I don't know how often you fly, but you know they have the, by the books at the airport. The last that. thing I read, I believe, was in flight as well. It was electronic, as you were stating. I mm-hmm. have a... Um, oh, the name escapes me. I'll think of it in a moment. But it's a... Auto, autobiography, but it's not necessarily of the guy's whole life, obviously, because he's my age and still living. But he had gone through this great transformation in his life and became this great athlete, and it was his Lance. life story. But um, I'm not supposed to say. No, I can't remember. It's not. It's not a person you've ever heard of. I'm trying to remember the name oh. of the book. Um, oh, okay. His name is David Clark. Super fellow. I actually met him in person in uh, Colorado. But uh, he's got two books out. But I can't remember the title of his first one. It'll come to me in a moment. But um, I had already read it. But it was one of those things where you're kind of captive on the plane, and I didn't have a lot of things that I prepared. You know. You know. I knew I was taking the flight, but for whatever reason. I had downloaded several things to listen to, so I had stuff to listen to, but it was like uh, that wasn't doing it. Normally it does, and I'm an, I guess you could say an anxious flyer, so to keep me even more engaged into what I was doing and kind of tune out my surroundings, I chose to read, and uh, it was it's a good book. I don't I don't um, I don't know what makes a good book a good reading book versus a non good reading book. And I'm, I'm talking of nothing to do with the content and you've read more than me. You probably know what I'm talking about. Either you put together a book that flows or you don't. Is, right. At least for this, this others. simpleton, like some things just are really hard to read. And, and I'm talking about modern English. I'm not even comparing like yeah. Tolkien's work or uh, the guy who created Game of Thrones, but just different people's biographies and things. Some are just easier to read than others. And I don't know if that's the editor, the co-author or what, but his stuff was very easy to read. And it's a fascinating story. So that was the You ever read any Stephen King? No, but I have enjoyed what of his work that has come to movies, which as I recounted with my wife the other day has been several things to my surprise. Oh, yeah. She has not seen. I don't think any of them. Not even it. No. Wow. Like, God, and not necessarily of an aversion. Uh, I think she likes his kind of material. It's just one of those things that, you know, I have to, well, admit, I read, I that, read needful uh, things. Uh, yeah. When I was a young teenager, so in the early nineties, I remember that. And I, I don't remember it. it being. I don't know if it. If they made a movie out of it or not. I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. They either. have. I haven't seen it. Um, but it was a great book, and I didn't remember. I didn't remember it particularly being difficult to read. Um, but I, because I liked um, that book, someone recommended another series. I'm having trouble thinking of it right now. That was Stephen King. Was it the, the Gunslinger? Yeah, I think so. The Dark yeah, Tower? Yeah, 
Dark Tower, that's it. Yeah, it got recommended to me by a good buddy of mine. And I didn't read it. I turned on Audible and downloaded it. And it could be that I don't. And that's a big thing, too, with me. I don't. It, I didn't like the, the narrator. Um, the narrator. Yeah, he was. I don't know. I just didn't didn't care for him. I've gotten used to a lot of narrators that I didn't like at first. Um, but I just I, the book didn't seem to flow as well as other books I've read. And maybe it's because of where it was at in my I just recently listened to some Star Wars novels, and I listened to Lord of the Rings, all three of them. Um, probably, if not once a year, once every other year, I'll listen to them. Um, so maybe it just didn't fit into the flow of what I was used to. And I've listened to the Game of Thrones a couple of times. So every time they come out with a new season, I'd re-listen to the book. And every time they tell us the the, late, the new novel's coming out, I'll, of course, reread the old novel just to catch up. And we're still yet to get a new novel. So anyway, that's a whole <laughs> other topic. But to answer the question, it seems like 20 minutes ago, the hierarchy to me, uh, at least in the feeling I get in my mind that it's actually exercising with thing, reading the book, listening to a book, watching television in that order. Just like... uh. Playing music versus listening to music, it it just does something else to my mind than just listening. Whereas, you know, but, you know, listening to classical or listening to more complicated music does something to my mind rather than listening to, to easy bubblegum, what I call bubblegum pop. And that can be anything that's just super easy to listen to. Turn it on. Yeah, it's got a good beat. How could you not like listening to it? It's, you know, guilty pleasure at minimum. Uh, some people's addiction at maximum. I think we've talked about music uh, is a hard um, one to really dissect it is we've talked about before um how the crowd i was around when i was a um youngster and easily um influenced by the older kids they liked what they considered cool music or you know they were cooler or smarter because they listened to classic rock or uh led zeppelin or Jimi hendrix instead of um whatever the pop was in the mid nineties. So maybe that's still some kind of weird thing in my mind where I can't give in to pop music. I don't know. But to me, it just seems like people who will only listen to, um, modern pop music and they, they won't give anything else a chance. I just think you're depriving yourself of so much. There's so many good things that you could be enjoying. Is this a sentiment from something you have lived through yourself or just, You've always been diverse, and it's just uh, something that you have forged over time. Um, I wouldn't say I've always been diverse. Uh, I've never really liked popular music at the time it was popular. I don't know why, um, but I, except until recently. Well, I would say in the last 10 or 15 years, I've tried, you know, whatever. If I liked a song, I liked a song. I didn't care. You know, and it wasn't some kind of, oh, I'm cool, I'm going to listen to this. Even in your um, zero to... 10-year-old range? No, no, no. When I was, like, in the 90s, I thought 90s music was crap because of that group of people I was trying to aspire to be. Uh, and now looking back, there was some fantastic stuff in the 90s, and now I'm enjoying it now. And I even liked a lot of it then, just not all of it. Um, and now, you know, if something comes out and I like it, I'll listen to it. Um, there's so many people that will all they'll listen to, they'll turn on the rap station, and that's all they'll listen to. Or they'll only put it on today's hits, and that's all they'll listen to. They won't put it on classic rock or some mix station or, or there is know, the other it, way of that, which is you have the classic rock crowd that will, Oh yeah. They won't leave that. Right. Yep. Yep. I got a, um, uh, I think that one actually is a member. huge stereotypical. Oh, for crowd. sure. 
Oh yeah, for sure. The, the 70s hard rock or not hard rock but 70s just rock or even 80s classic rock group i know somebody who all he'll listen to is um i don't really know the bands because i don't like the type of music it's a harder and southern style southern rock kind of not really so much um, leonard skinnard but bands like that like uh i don't know if cheap tricks a good example but you could imagine stuff like that and i just can't get into it but it, so he makes fun of everything else that isn't that. Like, it's, how, how old know, is he? Uh, sixty probably. Okay. So his heyday was the seventies. So some of that is just and a harken back to, probably. Could be, but I, they, they, but I know for a fact he really enjoys it. Yeah. Like he's taught himself to play guitar, and like he thinks it's cool. He likes it. Um. But I think he would enjoy like uh some Neil Young or some uh I'm not saying he doesn't. Or, uh, I don't know, uh, who was the band I was trying to show? Oh, I was trying to let him, I was listening to some Flaming Lips, and he's like, what the crap is that? And I was like, they've won some uh, some awards. And he's like, what? And he's listening to it for a minute, and he's got, and he looked it up online, and he's like, huh, they have. Is it Grammys? Is that what musicians win? I don't know. Yes, like the gramophone. He's like, well, they, they have won it. And I was like, yeah. I don't know why that mattered to him, but, uh, I mean, needless to say, I'm sure he's not, you know, rocking out to Yoshimi battles of pink robots or whatever it is, but just people limit themselves and you shouldn't, you should, you only, you know, some people say you only live once and try to, try to, try to, uh, broaden your palate. You ever listen to classical just, just to do it? Oh yeah. I got some reference. Mainly because of, uh, mood or wanting to be in a certain mood. Like it is a soothing, Kind of, you know, if if you are a go 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 all the time uh, with your job or hobbies or both, or that's just the way your life feels all the time, I think there are times at which I enjoy the go 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 nature of life, and I enjoy music that helps kind of fuel that. But there are times I have to have something that slows way down, and I can still function. I still I'm still going, but I don't need extra fuel to go. I just need something that slows down my brain. It's like, all right, we're at peace in the world and we're, we're still getting stuff done and you're going through the day, but it's not with the floorboard having the throttle push through it. Right. I have, and some classical though, can is, is that way too. I made a playlist just for, um, moods like that. It's just chill on my playlist. I was trying to remember what it was called. So I just pulled up my list here. I recently got some, I had, I was asked to work some overtime. So I did, and to reward myself, I got some um, Sennheiser Hi-Fi uh, headphones, and to to really see how they were working, you know. Besides listening to some obvious stuff, I put on some classical, and they sound great. In fact, they sound so good um, now. One what was was one of my favorite pastimes was to I have a 1980 um, Pioneer SX980, I think. Um, it's an old 80s, obviously 1980s um, head unit. With mm-hmm. some modern speakers plugged up to it. I used to love just listening to music on that. I've gotten so used to how good it sounds on the Sennheisers. Now when I listen to stuff on the stereo, which I used to think was so fantastic, I'm like, God, this sounds so lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, but after a while, you get used to it, too. Right. But anyway. Uh, and stepping away from music for at least just a moment and, and kind of jumping into books and podcasts and movies. Um, I'll, I'll take movies. 
for this moment, and that is the idea of something that makes my brain work or something where I'm taking on information. It's not a repeat cycle of something I've already heard. It's not, it's something brand new. It's uh, an an animal I've never seen before or a new subspecies of bird, you know, all familiar with birds, but there's a new bird they found on Amazon or whatever it is, a lizard or whatever. And I will just be taken like soaked in to what's going on. Now I'm not, uh, you know, the family of four here in the house, I'm probably the number one to get soaked into that. And I'd say my kids fall somewhere in the middle and my wife would be the latter one. It's just not her pleasure or part of her palate. And usually because something ends up dying is uh, what usually turns her off. If we, end, if we end up on the Serengeti, yeah, there's a zebra gazelle, <laughs> some, some mammal is going to be somebody else's lunch. And that's yep. just, you know, she's like, yes, I know it happens all the time, but I don't have to watch it. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Mm. It's kind of like the crimes that happen in the world. You know, there there are heinous things that happen to children all around the world, and I don't necessarily need them put in front of my face. So I get it. But um, yeah, I do enjoy learning about a new place, about a new culture, about a new problem in a new environment. You know, there's a reef that's being destroyed that I've never heard of before, and whether it's a some diver or environmentalist that's on a podcast. I kind of get enthralled in that and kind of hear about the diversity in this particular area. There, uh, There's some documentaries of late about uh, sharks. And I think sharks are pretty popular, I would imagine. Yeah. So I would think a lot of people might kind of perk their ears up to that, that every year, uh, I can't remember, they just celebrated it, but it seems like Shark Week's been going on forever. I remember as a child, it just, when it first started, because it happened within my lifetime, thinking this is the greatest thing ever. And they've managed to bring it back year after year after year. And Shark week. Yeah. They have uh, some years out, outdone their self <laughs> with things like, I don't know what the first year was that they had aired the Air Jaws footage, but with the first time you saw a great white fully breach. It's like wow, mm. this this is is so beyond the um, bubble gum kind of thing you're talking about, where you're just mm. watching, you know, whether it be a sitcom or whatever reality thing that's just not that fascinating, at least to me. And some of this really may boil down to taste, uh, but I don't know that your brain is getting stretched a lot in any of the other things, uh, sitcom or and or reality kind of things. And it's not necessarily that it's hard to understand this thing about the great white shark, but you're literally putting in new bites that you didn't have before. And that is, wow, this, I don't know, I can't, a 22, 25 foot long shark that weighs thousands of pounds can actually launch itself completely from the water. That That's just mind blowing to me as I think it is to most people when they see that. Now, we've seen it for several years now, so it's kind of lost a little bit of its punch. Right. And they're always looking for the next thing to kind of blow our mind. And that's unfortunate about television, and it causes sometimes people to have poor judgment and throw some things together that aren't may not always be true or, you know, just fanfare for the sake of it. But um, I, I enjoy documentaries. And I like that idea of uh, finding these... Uh, let, let's let's make the list here. Bigfoot. What's the one that's seen so much and quoted out of the Southwest? Which although they're actually quoted as being seen all around the country. Chupacabra. Yes. Or yeah. Something? The chupa, chupacabra. Chupacabra. Yeah. Loch Ness monster. Um, oh yeah. 
it seems like there's another uh, Yeti. Uh, yep, or the Abominable Snowman. All these things. Mm-hmm. The Bumble. Do you know Bumble's bounce? No, I, I'm not familiar with the Bumble. It unless it's a B. Abominable Snowman. Oh. It's a Bumble. Bumble's bounce. I'm, I'm not familiar. Man, need, so I guess you've never seen Rudolph Claymation. Oh yes, many times. Yukon Cornelius. What's his name? Cornelius. Yeah, Yukon. Yeah, Bumble's bounce. <laughs> the uh, the idea of that that we might actually find a trace of one of those would draw me into those shows that I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. like a the good ghost amount shows. of that's just made up. And I don't mean yeah. that they're actually like putting actors out into the woods to shake trees and things like that. They might. I do think they're. Uh, have their heart in the right place for these things, but there are also a lot of sensationalism that goes into the production of those shows. But mm-hmm. like almost all the haunting shows, we're, we're ever hopeful that we'll find something. But if someone asked me, you know, you got to, you got to answer me right now with your best answer. Are any of these things real? I, we've never found the corpse of any of these fantastic yeah, beasts. That's true. So my I mean, answer is I saw is no. Bigfoot one time, so I'm pretty sure he's real. But other than that, the, uh, wolf my dad man. swears it was a neighbor. Yeah, Wolfman. My dad swears it was a neighbor kid, but I mean, uh, maybe he was wearing a ghillie suit. I don't know. Perhaps anyway, it was imagination. Subject matter. Uh, I mean, you know, no, I don't think so. But you know, <laughs> no corpse has been found yet, though. They, they must live forever, well, I mean, whatever they are. But you know, the, an excellent just, point. Have you ever found the corpse? We don't live where these are, but I've actually heard of this from people in there. Is how many people ever found the corpse of a uh, cougar? That's true. You don't hear or a bear that. for that matter, right? So we know bears exist. Right. I guess park rangers find them all the time, right? I just, you know, I try to challenge my wife. Um, she wants to, and I know there's a level of comfort to this. And I think we've talked about it before, but she'll either have garbage reality TV going constantly, or she'll have the comfort show that everyone watches, friends, going, and. It's like, don't you want to watch something different? Don't you want to? Don't you want to exercise your thoughts, or you know, just become a smarter person, or I don't know, diversify your mental palate? And she's like, yeah, whatever. And so I'll turn something on. And a lot of times, and, and for example, um, she had zero interest, zero interest in watching Star Trek: The Next Generation, and that was one show I grew up watching a lot as a kid. I only can think of a few shows that I really liked when I was younger that I actually sat down and watched television, and that was one of them. And once she started watching it, she really liked it, and it's nothing like anything else she's ever seen. And so I know if she, who had no interest in it, would like it, then a lot of other people might like it as well. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with watching the Kardashians and Friends or anything like that. It's just when when you don't diversify, I think you're selling yourself short. There might be things out there that you're missing out on that you might enjoy. Lots of stuff. I mean, there's so much now that good grief with Netflix producing um, fantastic shows and HBO and even watching original content on YouTube, I think, is interesting. Now, like I was saying, you, you know, if you watch the same channel constantly, no, unless it's somebody who does something different all the time. I watched this one guy called um, Andrew Camerata. Uh, he's like a do-it-all property, property maintenance guy up in New York. And he'll he'll do things from weld buckets onto his um, uh, earth movers to fixing his pickup truck to putting in the septic line to, you know, whatever, building a 
tower or a house or a garage or whatever out of shipping containers. That's different watching him all the time because he's always doing something different. I guess, although it's all in the same realm of handyman type stuff. I just think it, you know, and then, you know, maybe you can watch uh, or listen to a different podcast than the constant. Like the girl I work with at night, or I mean the girl I work with at work, um, she only... Her podcast is all she'll listen to is Ben Shapiro and Louder with Crowder. Like she will never listen like a comedy podcast. She's never listened to Joe Rogan. Uh, she, you know, she doesn't have all. It's only two she listens to are just just um, political podcasts. And she's not a political person, which is weird uh, for her just to listen to those. But yet she she does diversify because she listens to all types of books too. Um, but I can't get her to listen to like comedy podcasts. I guess it's just not her thing. Does she like comedy shows, movies? Yeah, I think so. I she's a little bubblegummy when it comes to stuff. She's she's one of these people who really only likes pop music. Um, anytime she comes back when I'm working and I have like a classic rock going or Steely Dan or even if it's Neil Young or whatever, all, to her, all that is old stuff. It's like, why oh, you listen to that old stuff? I'm like, well, because I like it. It's good. I don't dislike new stuff. You know, I mean... If you stay around long enough, you'll hear in my playlist, like, there'll be some Maroon 5 in there. There'll be some Ed Sheeran in there. There'll be some uh, whatever in there. It's not all old stuff. It's just, it's a diverse, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wide group. I know some people don't like that changing gears in their mind. is is. I know you don't like the uh, like the Jack FM type stations. It blows your mind a little bit too much to be listening to some Twisted Sister and then, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, Chicago comes on or something. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I mean, if I create the playlist, that's one thing, but I don't. I'm a special bird when it comes to this, anyway. Right. I I could create something that might have uh, some velocity change, but it, there's something in it that leaped from one to the other. But I, yeah, that's too much for me. That's just like you're biting on your food. Let's say you're uh, mindlessly eating out of a bowl or a plate and it's a salad and there's a grilled chicken and then the next bite it's lasagna. And then the next bite it's like mm. oysters. You're like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. You might like all those things, but you kind of want to know about them and, or be in the, right. the place and the time in your mind for them. Yeah. Hot wings and milk. Awesome, Not exactly the combination I wanted, mm. but you know, cookies and milk, maybe Better watch it. I love some hot wings and milk. Oh. I can drink milk with any dinner. Oh, oh, yes, sir. Milk, sauerkraut, and milk. Yeah, mm. it might be a little too I mean, too far. I used to sit around and eat sauerkraut, but maybe if it was on a chili dog and it's a little spicy, yeah, I I drink milk with any meal. I could I could drink milk just about. My buddy and I in high school used to go get meatball subs from a uh, Subway and a gallon of milk, and that was to us. We loved it. And everybody else thought it was the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. I couldn't, I could not be more of an anti-milk person. No allergy. I mean, I like it in cereal. You just don't like it? No. I mean, it's uh, fine well, in cereal. And if I drink a glass of it, it's like, okay. But there's mm, no way I, I can pair myself. it with anything we're you opposites. just said. Oh, see, we're opposites. I can drink a gallon of milk a day, but if it wasn't so mm. full of calories, it's probably worse for you calorie-wise than a two liter of soda. Yeah, I would think. and soda doesn't have hormones. <laughs> I only um, get the best milk that's hormone-free, mm. you know, that kind. The one that you milk fun. yourself? <laughs> yes. But back to movies. I know a friend, and this is another example of just doesn't diversify. He's trying. He loves comic book movies like um, 
what is it called? The Avengers uh, and such. Avengers all the and Marvel all that, universe. Yeah. Right, Marvel's this thing, and I haven't, I've yet to get into that just because it doesn't tickle my fancy. I'm trying to, and I want to, but I want to watch it in order, you know, like that they were released. And it's it's tough to find some of the early ones, believe it or not, with all the media at your fingertips. Even with Disney or Disney Plus, it doesn't have all of them, or at least the early ones. Uh, but he had never, like he likes all that, but he's never watched an episode of Star Trek. He's never seen Star Wars. He'd never watched Game of Thrones. He's never seen Lord of the Rings, but he loves Marvel movies. And I know they're not the same, but they're in the same wheelhouse. But I see I'm the same way. I've seen all of those other things and really never gotten into the Marvel universe other than X-Men, which I think everybody thinks is maybe different. Maybe because it's been out longer. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. I, I find that I would think most of those worlds cross over very easily. I would think so too. Although I am finding out that comic book people kind of are an, their own little, uh, that's what they're into. Like, um, all the people who are really into the Marvel stuff to the point to where they collect the Marvel statues and, and, and action figures. That's what they do. They don't really have a lot of star Wars action figures or, um, they don't have a lot of pictures of the enterprise, which is the ship in star Trek. It's mostly Marvel. Whereas, the other group kind of has more crossover than really that. I think the easiest crossover I think for that I found for people is Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Though they are different animals, they are probably the most similar thing out there. I would yeah. say the Star Wars Star Trek group I have found at least in over the course of my life don't correlate. There are exceptions. You're one of them, but I find usually those are kind of a Beatles and Rolling Stones thing where they're either this camp or that camp because those are two different vibes right there. I found I found it to be the other way. I found usually you like one or the other. You might like one or the other more, and that's just nerd wars. But I think that those two are a group, and then like the Lord of the Rings, uh, Game of Thrones people are a different group from Star Trek, maybe, but definitely the, the comic book Marvel people are a different group of people than the um, Star Trek, Star Wars. But maybe it's just because me and my group of friends who do like both Star Trek and Star Wars, maybe that's just what I'm around. I don't know. I mean, a lot of my good friends don't like either one of them. I mean, they, you know, they don't hate them, but they don't, they're not really into it. I'm trying to think of some examples of people that I'm friends or family with that aren't in any of those camps, which of them they would gravitate to first. Mm. Currently, I would almost say Star Wars, but I'll say pre... All right, so you had four, five, and six as they're Mm -hmm. numbered, I guess, appropriately. Not by release, but what they were in the series. The original Star Wars, which has a name that I just refuse to use, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. There are people who I think will dabble with those, but they're not going to necessarily probably try anymore. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I can remember when those only ones were available. Uh, They would have chose to view those over any Star Trek. Like out of just the general populace, it's like, okay, I'll go out of my way. I think Star Wars is going to get tried before Star Trek. Star Trek seemed to be way more nerdy. And I mean that in terms of the science way. Sure. Like you could watch yeah. Star Wars having no nerddom about you whatsoever. It's actiony. 
and that that well, sound appealed to a lot of people. Whereas Star Trek seems to be a little more stiff and has a different type of dialogue, a different type of comedic taste. Whenever it mm-hmm. was present, it was just totally different. Star Wars Star was Wars Indiana was, Jones in right. in space, basically. So I was going to say it was meant to be a space western, is what they called sure. it initially. It was like a western in outer space. And if you know that now, if you think about it, watching them, it is kind of that way, especially the original three with um, Han Solo. Right. Um, that whole thing. And I found if there are people out there, believe it or not, who have never seen Indiana Jones or any of the Back to the Future. Mm, my I, wife's I'm, one of I'm them. I'm not sure what to do with that. <laughs> it's crazy. But I do find anybody who has seen Indiana Jones has also seen Back to the Future. So that's an interesting correlation. And why someone refused to watch any of those, I don't, I don't know, because they're, they're great. You should, you should enjoy it while you can. Yeah, there's certain You've things watched the that wire. are easy to... Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yep. It took me a while to finally watch it after many recommendations. And I don't know what the problem is with it. It should be the most popular show ever. It should be up there with it. You just can't get people to watch it. People who I know would enjoy it, I can't get them to, to ingest it. I just need to watch it. Put down... If you, you know, you've seen Ozark three times now, just go back and watch The Wire. It's, for how many seasons was it? Five, maybe yes, six? five. Or maybe in five and a half. It's excellent. You need to watch that. Yeah, it was one, I'd, I'd never heard of it until you had mentioned it to me and dove in and enjoyed every moment of it. And if I wouldn't have known any better, just reading the, I would have just thought, oh, it's another cop show. It's another... CSI, whatever, but it's nothing like that at all. It's full-fledged drama. It is about police. It does have police in it, but it's not a police show, like people would think. It's an element, you agree? but it's not the yeah. focus. It's an absolute drama about life, and it's fantastic. People need to watch Baltimore, it. Baltimore? And the setting is Baltimore? Mm-hmm. It's all to, the Baltimore is the setting. And it, it kind of takes a look at angles from drug dealers to the police to the school system to the, to the officials. Uh, to the businessman side, it kind of looks at every angle each season does to the dock workers, things like that. And they're all intertwined together and in how kind of the hopelessness of fixing problems. It's kind of a makes you. Uh, yeah, it's not a feel good. It can be show. a little depressing. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still fantastic. You should watch it. It, it is. Put down the Kardashians and go watch The Wire. <laughs> what I was would... watching reruns of X-Men one time, mm-hmm. our X-Men, um, X-Files. And I don't know why. I never really watched a lot of X-Files, although I thought it was interesting at the time when it was out. And I was just laying on the couch one day. I guess it was on Netflix. So I was like, oh, I'll start X-Files. I started from the beginning. And my friends text me. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Like, they want to come over or whatever. And I was like, ah, I'm watching X-Files. He was like, he, t- he said, um, stop it. Turn on True Detective like a real adult. <laughs> it made me, ch- made me chuckle because I'd never watched True Detective. I knew it was out there. I just hadn't watched it yet, and I turned it on. I knew exactly what he meant. That's another fantastic show if you haven't seen it. True Detective. Second season is debatable. A lot of people didn't like it. I think it was overly complicated for its own sake, but there's just so many shows that, that challenge your mind that you could be watching instead of the same old um, San Francisco reruns or... Andy Griffith or whatever it is. There's nothing wrong with any of those shows. I love a good Andy Griffith show, but there's just so much you could, you could enjoy. I think if you just turn it on and, and watch, you can ruin something by being overcomplicated too, though. 
Oh yeah, that's maybe what season two of Trigger Tech. I, I think was, so. Um, season three, which I'm in the middle of, sake. is um, I, I don't want to get too much into the context of it because I don't want to be spoiling anything for anybody. But any show that involves time hops, that that needs to be done carefully. I think because that mm-hmm. can really overly complicate. Going back to what we said, it can make something too complicated. That it's nice to kind of twist your mind and force your mind to be engaged with the show. I enjoy that um, as purpose of what we're talking about here. But if it's so much so that you feel like you need like a guide to go through it, it's like okay, okay. this this uh, when leisure is starting to be more like work, it kind of loses its edge. I think there is a point at which you're you're mm-hmm. diminishing that return on the cognition being engaged in your leisure time that you can only go so far. Like I'm not going to sit down and work out math problems for fun. (laughs) I watched that one in real time. In other words, HBO time where they, yeah, week to week, sometimes two weeks. And I had to rewatch the episodes at least twice a week. Like sometimes I even go back two episodes. Yeah. And keep going. It's definitely, if you binge watched it, you can watch it all the way through. Um, and but that's the way I'm watching be, it is think, cramming it together. And that's right. the, the easiest way to do it. But I'm still at a point, not, I'm not lost during it, but if you ask me to retell something or tell you where I'm at, it, that's when I realize it is complicated because I'm like, right. You already know a lot of things in, in these, obviously it's called true detective. So there's obviously a mystery involved. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to ruin anything for anybody because people do that to me, but you already know, like, a big part of the mystery because of the time hop around and things that are said. So you're like, okay, but it's the unraveling it. That's part of the show. And that's fun and all. But when you make the unraveling so complicated, it's like, uh, I lose a little interest. It hasn't done that you think- at all, but oh, okay. I, it's, it's say. starting to border on it at times because I feel like when I'm retelling you where I'm at, that's when I realize how complicated the unravel is. Right, I think there's they have four time periods or whatever it is it makes it a little tougher, but yeah. The Excellent the anyway. the Watchman better than the Watchman does that, and I think they did it well. And sad to say, I have heard they they it will not be continued. I don't know anything about I, the comic. I, I've listened to podcasts where people discuss like the origin and all this that, and the other. And it, this is one of those where somebody took a twist on an old piece of art and did it their way in a more modern place and time. Fantastic. I think it was there, there are elements of it that I don't like. And we, maybe we'll have its own standalone conversation where we'll, we'll take it apart if you ever watch it. But it, outside of a few of those little things, absolutely loved it i I was wondering as i went through it knowing that certain people loved it and now i find myself thinking back to it and come and i know very few people that have watched it so i'm kind of like standing alone with my comments but it it jumps around and it 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 jumps around very appropriately in in the in the watchman i watched the first three episodes and it just couldn't, it just didn't keep me. Like, I was more irritated at watching it than, uh, than keep watching it. And, like, because, and I do, I do believe in challenging yourself. So I do believe giving, giving a show a chance. It was just, I was like, you know what? I get enough of this in the news and enough of this type thing in everyday life. I just don't want more of it in my leisure time. So I, uh, I just kind of stopped watching it. And I just don't know what I, 
and that, and that goes away. It, there'll be revisits to that sort of political chargedness, but it's not as down your throat, maybe, as it seemed in the beginning. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. I get it. But to get through to the bigger picture and a lot of things that are going on, it's like, whoa, this there's a character, for example, that can experience time everywhere. He's not a time traveler. He's experiencing the 70s while he's sitting in front of someone talking about them. But he's also experiencing what's happening in the 90s and in 2015 simultaneously. And I know that's really yeah, that a first... hedge burner. But when you're in the context of the show, it's not that farce. It's difficult to be a showrunner for sure. I mean, you got to draw people in the first few episodes and especially the first episode. And it sucks if it's a great show and it's not going to be continued because so many people can't get past the first few episodes. I don't know. What, what's your memory of the best first it. episode? On a TV of, show? Of anything. Of any- ever. That just drew me in that I knew was going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Game of Thrones. I came into that late, so I knew the world already loved it. So it was that was right. obvious it was going to be fine. But I will say, I to my circle and of all the people around me, myself and my wife are the first ones to watch Ten Star. There could have been a million other people around us down the street or whatever that watched it, but I was the one telling everybody in my circles about it. So I don't, I never had the oh, you need to do this because or nothing. That whole episode one, and you got to go all the way through it. But if you finish episode one, I can't see how you do not get into the show. It definitely grabbed a hold of me. I always forget about that one because I didn't ever watch the second season. Um, I tried to, and it just didn't grab a hold of me. Um, it's not the same. That definitely they put did. a lot into season one. Season two is is not got as much gunpowder metaphorically as season one. Season one is I, I don't know how they could have topped it, so to speak. So season two, by contrast, is definitely a little bit dialed back. I liked Rome. I remember I never lost interest in it like early on, so it grabbed me. It was pretty good. Deadwood's pretty good. Um, first season, grab our first episode grabbing you. House of Cards. The pilot to the... Yeah, oh yeah. That was... There was nothing like House of Cards when House of Cards You would out. look at your watch or your clock watcher. and you're like, do I have a chance for another one? Do I have time for another one? Do I have time for another one? <laughs> yes. It was the first show I say that I like just really grabbed me like that was House of Cards. Um, Another show I really like, which is Sopranos, um, the pilot just isn't fantastic, especially going back and rewatching it. It's kind of like the show kind of evolved away from the pilot. Um, but of course, I watched Sopranos, so it didn't. I didn't turn me off to it. It's like listening to a new podcast. Uh, uh, I listened to um, an Adam Carolla podcast one time, and I was like, oh, and I liked it from, from the beginning. I was like, so I'll keep listening to that. Uh, trying to listen to some others, and it's just, it's, there's so much to that you can listen to. They're just not good. It's hard to hang on to people. That brings me to a point that I did not want to finish out this discussion without bringing up, and that is at at where I'm at in age, and it may be where everybody has as in calendar. So whether you're 46 or 36 or 26, maybe you've all come to this realization, and that is... I only have so many hours in the day, and if I cannot be entertained by pure entertainment's sake, it's it's, it's just few and far between. If I'm not getting a little bit of an education, if I'm not touching on something that is helpful to me, 
the desserts, as we were putting it earlier, I don't, I don't take in the desserts. Well, I, I will allow things like desserts, you know, if someone else is controlling the media or if I'm trying to power down. I know this is a terrible habit. I grew up doing this when I was young, young, young child. I uh, it, Back in my day, TV went off the air. Even with cable, all the major stations would go to static. And I don't know how many people out there have ever seen it, but the movie Poltergeist, which was a scary movie from the 80s, and it was about the off-the-air snowfield and these uh, demonic things coming out of the television. So I didn't ever want to see that. So I became an ESPN fan from the beginning because I knew, one, nothing scary was ever going to come on that channel. If I woke up in the middle of the night with the TV on, I wasn't going to have static or some weird show in the middle of the night, like the Twilight Zone or something that a kid didn't want to see. And and it was just never going to stop, no matter the content. It was always going to go. So I became accustomed to sleeping Sports on television. Center. Exactly. Yep. All night long. Australian rules football, go-kart racing, tractor racing, yep. you know, whatever it was. So... To relax, terrible as I know it is, sometimes I need something on the television so I can fall asleep. And I will find, you know, it, everybody has their own. The friends, office, parks and rec, whatever it, your thing is that just requires no engagement. It's a safe space and you just slip away into your sleep with that on. That's pretty much it for me. Um, otherwise, I'm I'm conscious of my time. That is the big thing with really wanting to control the palate and I seek out things that are entertaining to me with some kind of edge. Like I'm being informed about something that I don't, that I don't know about at all. Some new topic, like you're talking about stretching your mind or being challenged by a puzzle, whatever it is, whether it's in the form of a show or, you know, whatever that is, interviews on podcasts where they're talking to people that are not just famous sports people, there's nothing wrong with those folks, but if they have like some challenging situation or something like that, yeah, that's, I don't want to necessarily hear about the stats. I don't necessarily want to hear about a game and stats. Those are fantastic. And I love games, but I, I want to be challenged to some degree all of the time. And my time, I'm really trying to manage what I'm jamming into my time. So I might become a little reluctant to start, try, or experiment new because I am watching the clock. Yep. Yep. That's how I am sometimes too. It's almost getting past that first coefficient of friction, kind of like to start something new. It's I'm almost anxious sometimes to start something new, whereas I can just put the Sopranos on again. And just just watch that. So I get it why people don't want to try new things. But I think it makes you a better, more well-rounded person. And it doesn't have to be a truthful, or I don't know if truthful, a true story on YouTube or a documentary, even though documentaries are starting to get interesting. Um, Just watching, say, like The Wire. It's not real life, but it makes you think about real life from a different perspective, I think is good for you, just in, just in your life in general. And maybe just get away from the same old, same old. Just get out of the rut and maybe diversify yourself, and you might find out. You might find a part of yourself you didn't know existed, and there's something new you can play with. If you can find a way to listen to a conversation, which is all a podcast is, from people who don't backslap you. In other words, 
I have, I, I don't, I can't get too deep into something that's too far off the realm. That's like anti any, a lot of things anyway, that I might be with or part of or whatever, but just listening to people have generalized conversations who, as you learn, have a really different or diverse background from you that accomplishes what you're talking about for me a lot, because it, mm-hmm. it may not, because they're not, th- these people are just having like what we're doing, you know, just talking. Yeah, just talking. It's not like a news interview or a politician or a political show where the goal is running a certain slant down the right or the left side of the field, depending on whichever the show is. It's not that at all. But you're getting that in a more passive way. And you can decide for yourself where, all right, I, I'm thinking about the world. And from this is these are just people exist. And this is why they think and are the way they are. I'm not saying you should change your belief or your stance in X, Y, Z in life, but it's You're nice to hear things done without someone jamming it down your throat. Again, I'm not telling anybody <laughs> they have to change their way of thinking, but I think like you said, it's a healthy way to view. There's lots of angles to this globe and just having the same one over and over again. Well, you're missing out on something. All right. You got any more to take? So What's the take the home? Yeah, take home message the- is uh, find something that'll educate you, inform you, and maybe uh, take a different angle from what you once were. Diversify yourself. You'll just, be happy for it. Just like your portfolio. Mm. It's looking good these days. Uh oh. Shouldn't have said that. Maybe. <laughs> Seen a bunch of run down no horse towns where the church is the backbone loves and the back.